Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! From the high hills of Piscataway, Greg Schiano climbs up to the highest heights and yells, Hoosier Week! Hello, everybody. This is Brandon, not Michael Bragg. You cannot find me at Bragley, but this is the LEO podcast I'm hosting today, so this is guaranteed to be a complete shite show. Uh, But hopefully here to help me stay on task is our reluctant producer, Sata5, also known as producer seth how are you kid everyone's begging for it you know what here i go let's do this let's roll what are people what are people more excited for the rutgers game me hosting this podcast or you having a bigger role in the podcast you hosting for sure there's no nobody's clamoring for me nobody's clamoring for more rutgers you really know how to butter me up uh, so if you haven't been here before, uh, what we do is we br- uh, briefly run down um, our opponent, who they've played, what their offensive and defensive rankings are, and some players. Seth, I'm not going to lie. It was a little difficult doing player research on this one. I had a whole like script played out. I was like, all right, so they're better than the sum of their parts, I guess. They're... Um... They're running back by committee, maybe. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll certainly get into it, uh, and then after that, we're gonna have players to watch, um, which I think it's honestly my most fun part. I actually think it's like the best analysis we do on our preview pod. Uh, then a quick word from our promo. Uh, then Brando's Rando, Seth Sack prediction time. So that's what you're here for. Uh, if you're here for the first time, if you've been here before, you've probably already hit skip. Uh, so, all right, let's get into it here. Um, going to Rutgers. Going to our every other year trip to Piscataway, New Jersey. Or as the Big Ten wants you to know, the New York metropolitan area. Right. The facade <laughs> that is that, right? Um, do you know where Piscataway is? Like, is it South Jersey? Is it North Jersey? No, it's North. It's it's pretty close to New York City. Like it's not that much of a stretch. It's on the northern New Jersey line. So I'm so happy you're good at geography because like I would have just guessed. And I would have tried to sound like I knew what I was talking about. All right. So we're heading to North Jersey, stones throw away from the big apple. Um, it's gonna be fifty-four degrees and sunny. Um, I kind of wish this game was being played in Bloomington, Seth. It's gonna be seventy-five degrees this Saturday. Um, and you know what we're going to be doing? Well, at least me. I don't know if you're going to be over yeah. at Bragg's. Oh, yeah. Huddling that- around a TV inside. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Watching four kids try not to. Yeah. It is probably going to be the last nice Saturday of the year. 
and we're going to spend the best four hours of the day watching IU Rutgers. If that isn't just absolutely stupid, I don't know what is, but I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, game is on noon. Um, we're not on big noon. We're not on big Fox, whatever it's called. We're not on ESPN too. We have been relegated to the big Ten network. Uh, that's what happens in, in premier. I don't watch any soccer, but w- this is a relegation game, isn't it? Oh yeah, of course. We Not ready for prime time. Not ready for prime time. Uh, the line has moved since uh, Bragg put this up mere hours ago. Um, it has moved back down to three. Yep. Um, so it, it was plus three and a half. I think this line might get down to two and a half simply because I think there's more IU fans betting than Rutgers fans. I don't know if there's a true public play here, as uh, as I would say on my gambling podcast. I don't think the money is going, the public money is going towards IU. Uh, but regardless, I, I do I do see maybe that line moving down uh, another half point. Um, with, an, with an over under of 49. Now I'm going to be slightly spoiling my prediction but I don't know if I know of a bigger guarantee than over under 49 points. There's not a chance Seth, this game gets to 49 points, right? Not yeah, I, I, I don't want to give anything away yet, but no, there's there's no way in hell it's happening. <laughs> no. Which is guaranteed fade the pick immediately. But of yes. Co- of course. You know when they they send the uh, show the the still of like all the experts picking one team? That's basically what we just did. We just guaranteed a shootout. Um, but uh, onward we'll move. Yes. Um, I, I hate the similarities between this game last year and this game this year. We also went into 2021 this being a must win, right? Must win or the season's over. It was 38 to three Rutgers at home. Um, you're gonna hear me say that a lot. That this is this is a must win game. Uh, because I mean, we're, we're not beating Ohio state and I'm going to the Penn state game. I've watched IU beat Penn state at home. Penn state just got shellacked by Michigan way worse than we got shellacked by Michigan. I still don't think we're going to win that Penn state game. Um, so, so again, this is, this is a must win. Um, IU does uh, go on, Seth. Yeah, you're at a point now where you're essentially you have to go three for three against Rutgers, Michigan State, and Purdue. I mean, I think that's the play, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the only path. Um, I, Bragg and I, you know, it will talk ourselves into beating Penn State. <laughs> like you're, you're gonna try to ground us in reality. I, I know it. Um, Maybe giving the fit the rolling finger as we go through. Exactly. Yeah, uh huh. Get to, next point. Next point. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that's that's the reality. That's that's the only path uh, to bowl season. Um, I would be bereft to not uh, bring up the point that we actually do lead the all-time series um, five games to three. Um, that is the ultimate toilet bowl game. I can't, I need to be more positive. That is just an absolute two blue bloods, the birthplace of football going against, uh, you know, a traditional powerhouse IU series five games to three. And let's get into the reclamation project of Greg Schiano. I mean, let's, is there any better coming home story than the Greg Schiano story? They need to make a blockbuster movie about this. Warner Brothers, Sony, get on this. Come on, right? We may lose listeners to this. Next statement. Who would you rather trust 
with a life-threatening secret. Greg Schiano or Dan Dockage? Serious question. Like, who is less slimy to sell your soul away? Dan Dockage or Greg Schiano? Greg Schiano. Is less? Yeah. Is less? You have a Dan, you have two Dan Dockage signed basketballs, not exclusively Dan, it's the entire team. You have Dan Dockage signatures in your basement. I've seen it, and you're picking Greg Schiano as the I married I married into this life, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Cut me some slack here. Uh, this is his 14th total season. Uh, he is 79 and 84. Um, honestly, pretty good as a whole, but his second run has not been nearly what his first run was. Um, his second run has been fireable, but I think they'll be together forever. Yeah, there, there's there's no need to move on. As long as he continues to go four and eight to eight and four in that ballpark, there's I think they've reached the realization they're not going to do any better. So let's not do worse. Yeah. The Greg Schiano story coming to uh, theaters next June. I mean, Netflix is literally putting out everything. All right, here. Brag would kill me because I'm just going completely off script here. Who <laughs> plays Greg Schiano in the Netflix special? Um, and why should it have been James Gandolfini? Oh, yeah, that's the better one. But I can see like trying to Ben Affleck it up. I mean, I've seen him sadly smoking cigarettes before and I can I get a little bit of the Greg Schiano vibe. But have to what put about what about weight. an overweight Vince Vaughn? OK, he's played okay. football movies. OK, you know, I don't know why I said overweight. It's not like Greg Schiano's fat. I don't know why I said that. Who who's the 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 politician from New Jersey that's super fat? Chris Christie. <laughs> yes, please, please Google Chris Christie in baseball pants. Uh, but he goes to a ton of Rutgers games, right? Like, does it? Maybe I, don't know. I was going to say I don't. I don't know that anybody willingly goes to Rutgers games. It's <laughs> this is what I'll give Rutgers. More students go to Rutgers game than goes to Maryland games. I was that was what I was going to say. It was uh, so. I, I mean, be I'll give a better showing than uh, Maryland fans though. I mean, if we're talking, you know, East Coast Big Ten, I'd have to say Rutgers shows out, at least for football, way better than Maryland. Uh, all right, back to our uh, regularly scheduled program here. Uh, Bragg, Bragg likes to cover the record. Um, I mean, their schedule is going to get hard because they play in the Big Ten East, but what a cakewalk. They have played Boston College, Wagner, Temple, Spencer Petrus, Casey Thompson, and then the juggernaut that is IU or Ohio, <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> um, can you think of a worst schedule? Like that is uh, wow. I mean, Michigan's was pretty bad, but yes. they didn't really need to test them, <laughs> you know, test themselves nearly as much as a talk about a team strictly saying. We need every cupcake in non-con. Like BC, Wagner, and Temple. And the sad thing is their offensive rankings, it's not like they it's not like they beat up on people. It's not, you know, the Temple win was 16 to 14. Um, I I just don't yeah. 21 to 20 against Boston College. Lost 14th. And well, okay, let's just get, get into it. He 
Uh, their their offensive rankings, um, woof. Uh, 111th total in the country, uh, av- averaging 334. Um, we've had quarterbacks throw that against us in a game, let alone total yards. Um, passing. This is this is the wild thing. They're throwing 173 yards a game. And there's actually teams that throw it less. That's 115th in the country. Those are option teams. Correct. But <laughs> but Rutgers isn't an op. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a semi-respectable 61 in rushing. Um, but you would think with those splits, like, it would be over 200. Right? Yeah. Um, we... Give me a second here and cover the next topic. I want to look something up real quick. All right. Um, and they're 69th in total turnovers with eight interceptions and two fumbles lost. Um, and then defensively speaking, this is where they are. This is where they've made their their hay. Um, as Bragg put on the notes, OMG. Uh, they run a 4-2-5. They're 10th in total defense, 8th in rushing defense and 27th in passing defense. Um not so good on sacks. They're not they're not a big pressure team. They're better in coverage. Uh so yeah, their defense is very strong and their scheme is a little bit of a tricky one uh which uh, of course IU runs as well with the 425. Yeah, so like, let's I just want to go back to their rushing. It's not as bad as I thought. Um it's it's better than IU, uh, but they only average four yards a carry for making that their identity. That's not very good. Um, their average pass is six point three, which is horrendous, and their run is four point three. Um, we better be we IU better be stacking the box with nine. I want the two safeties playing no deeper than eight to ten yards. I want the linebackers pretty much being defensive linemen um, because they don't throw the ball downfield. All their throws are real close to the line and none of their runs are they're They're long for the year is 48. And that's by a quarterback. They're a string they're, quarterback. Yep. Their, their longest run by a running back is 25 yards. So they're not running, you know, away from anyone. So they should just absolutely load that box. Um, great, great point by you. Great point laid out by Bragg. Um, this team has almost the struggles of um, of IU and turning the ball over. Eight, they have the same amount of interceptions. So they, they are having, to say the least, uh, inconsistent quarterback play. Uh, and turnover-prone issues at the quarterback position as much as we are. Um, I know both Bragg and myself will want to focus on that. Um, yeah, what else about the defense uh, do you kind of want to cover? Um, I know there's one specific thing I want to cover. Yeah, no, it's not really necessarily that they have great individual players. They have one guy on the defense, their cornerback, um, who I think is like a fringe NFL prospect. They really are a kind of a unit by committee they don't get a lot of sacks they don't get a lot of turnovers they just kind of grind away and you know against lesser teams they win and against big 10 teams they tend not to yep yeah so uh, spot on great point the thing that i was going to say is they're the eighth best rushing defense 
with if Bragg was on, he would just absolutely disagree with this. I'm curious what your thought. I don't even want to try to run. No, I agree. I want to. If we run the ball more than 20 times, I will be upset. You roughly run what 100 offensive plays, give or take. Maybe in this game, 80. <laughs> um, but uh, I think we need to run 75%. Like, if we run 100 plays, I want to see maybe not 70 passes necessarily. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't I don't want anyone running back taking over the game, even if as much as I love Josh Henderson, um, we, we, we've called this the Noah Pierre podcast. It might need to become either the Jalen Lucas or Josh Henderson podcast. But with the eighth-ranked rushing defense, um, I think we just need to go pass. I think we need to go Brandon Dubich playing NCAA football-type run-pass splits. And pair that with the fact that normally you would say the weak point of the IU offense is the offensive line, pass blocking, those kinds of schemes. Um, but like I mentioned, they are 89th in total sacks, so it's not like pressures is something they bring a lot of. So this yep. is the time where... You know, if they're not a really effective pass rushing team, go ahead and try to dink and dunk, go a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, I do. Maybe. I mean, you've watched them play. I have not. So Evan Simon's their guy, but they've played four quarterbacks. So, yeah, they have the goofy thing where uh, the legend that is Noah Vedral essentially has been. I don't know if it's injury or just passed over. Uh, by Evan Simon, but then they also have a converted former tight end. What's Langan? Yep. Uh, who and does he a always little, tears I, I, you up. Uh, he does a little wildcat. He does some true tr- tight end play. Sometimes he'll even rotate in at running back. And then they also have this third string quarterback, uh, Wimsat, who I think is a redshirt freshman, and he is the dual threat of the of the pairing. So he'll get in there sometimes and just. Uh, you know, run event essentially a, a spread option offense. So they're all over the place. They have that's where the whole the, the whole offense is by committee. If you look at their running backs, they don't have a single running back averaging about I think what How 40, do you 40 say yards per back game. Up Managahe. <sighs> so what I'm going to be really annoying. One of the many reasons I'm going to be annoying Saturday. There's three. You're a big geography guy, so you might know this. Do you know the three rivers in Pittsburgh? Oh, I, the Susquehanna. Very close. So there's the there's the two obvious Allegheny. Ones. Yes. The Ohio. Yes. So the one that you got, you were going down the route path. It sounds like it's a Canadian province. It's Monongahela. Okay. I'm gonna call him Monongahela probably every time he touches the ball, and it's gonna be very annoying. So. Just, uh, just, just heads up on that one. Fair warning. Um, but yeah, um, real quick, I can't, I'm not even going to rag on the guy I have for a decade. Um, but how do we lose Tuttle yet? Noah Vedral doesn't go play somewhere else. So I got an analogy. I said, I wasn't going to rag on him. This isn't really ragging on him, but like he's a stage five clinger to Rutgers. Like they've they've went out with Arthur Sitakowski, Langan, now Evan Simon. Like they keep trying to date someone else, and Noah Vedral just won't leave. And 
pair that with the fact that he started out in 2017 at Central Florida, and then he spent two years at Nebraska. He literally followed Scott Frost to the middle of nowhere. And then Rutgers was his saving grace. That was his redemption arc. Like, oh, poor guy. I almost feel freaking bad for oh, him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has what? With Rutgers, he has 16 touchdowns against 15 interceptions. And this yeah. year before, again, I don't know if he got injured or pulled, but he was six for 15. For I just hope the guy yards. has his doctorate. Like, I hope he's yeah. going to go be a. I mean, he obviously isn't going to be a doctor, but maybe he can go be an optometrist. You know, dental school, maybe in the, I don't know. Um, I wish but, him well. I just, I don't think that big 10 quarterbacking is no, is, go is, back is his to niche. a directional, some go to East Carolina, oh. go to East Michigan, Eastern Michigan, go somewhere, kid. Like I feel bad for the guy, you know, it's just like, man, he just, he just wants to be, he wants to be the bride and he's forever the bridesmaid at Rutgers. And, it's honestly embarrassing for him. Uh, let's. How do let's, we transition out of this? <laughs> let's jump to IU players. Let's go from one quarterback to another quarterback. Um, IU players to watch. I'm going to go ahead and get uh, Braggs out of the way first, and then I'll go, and then Bragg, and then you go on defense. He He's watching Baz. Um, I prefer not to stare into the sun. <laughs> um, so I'm going to watch who he's hopefully throwing to, um, whether that be camper Matthews or Simmons, um, mostly because I'd like to see Matthews get back. He, you could tell since the injury, he just, whether that's by design or for whatever reason, um, I'll be watching DJ Matthews the most out of, out of those three, just to see if he's just such a difference maker, if he's playing in that offense, um, but then I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be watching camper and Simmons as well. Uh, who are you watching? So I went with the brag route on this one. I had Baz all day long. And while you're absolutely yeah. right, the staring in the sun is, uh, you know, it's not only is it a terrible smash mouth song, but it's a, it's a terrible idea, um, just in general. But, um, the thing about Baz is again, in, in our kind of fictional, playbook here is you know we're diagramming a lot of quick passes we're diagramming a little bit of deeper middle range passes because the offensive line doesn't run a freaking slant wall bell so what you need from him is completing passes making good decisions going through a full read progression not limiting yourself to a third or a quarter or half the field going through you know using the entirety of the field you're given what 53 yards sideline to sideline use it um and and really trying to make sure that he's not turning the ball over you know you, you don't want to harp on this but putting you know keeping the ball out of harm's way is going to be his the biggest thing i'd be looking for regardless of who the ball is uh, in possession of yeah, 100%. Um, another quick anecdote. What was that uh, movie with Sandra Bullock where if you like looked into the sky or something, you would go crazy and kill people and or yourself? It came out over it came out over net. It was on Netflix over the pandemic. Bird Box? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, I haven't seen it, but I'm vaguely familiar with the you, Sandra Bullock Netflix movie. Yeah. Do you know the, I'm, I'm doing a gesture on a audio podcast, but you know that, that meme or gif where it's the person holding the eyes open. Yes. That, that hopefully that isn't you guys trying to make me watch Baz. 
Well, if he's completing passes to your guy Camper and Matthews and Simmons, then you'll be happy with it. So, I mean, it could end up being a good thing. Don't don't be so negative, Brandon. Come on. Uh, on defense, uh, Bragg doesn't have a guy. He has takeaways. Um, to which I added, and I mentioned before, eight interceptions in six games. Um, that's uh, that's one and a quarter interceptions uh, a game. Uh, so that's very very possible. I think that's a good point. Um, do you have a player? Or do you have a position group as well? I had a position group as well. I went with uh, interior defensive linemen. I had Co Elliott, Lucas Tevis. Who else am I missing? Eh, it doesn't matter. Um, I think this this is going to be a game where they're going to be running the ball. What we say, 160, 170 yards per game. If you can limit them to 120, 110, wow, they're going to be in trouble to score points. Um, so I think that's if a you really get this team in way. third and yep. yeah. So like my thing is, so I'm going to say Desan mostly because I think if you get them in third and long, or even oh. third and or even second and long, let right them off the leash and just let them go to town. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Like if they want, if they want to try to pass on first down, which they absolutely shouldn't, they should run on first down every possession. Um, but if they want to try to pass, like I want Desan out there on every first down being a rusher. Cause I think their, their drive is dead. If it's mm-hmm. second and 17, it's over. Like there's, right. they're not getting 17 yards in two plays. Their offense isn't designed. It's designed to go first and 10, second and five, first and 10. Yep. Or third and two, you know, yep. I'm down there. But you get what I'm saying. Three or four yards at a time, three times moves the chains. Yeah. That's how their offense is, is built. This game is going to be won or lost on third down conversions. That'll be the single biggest stat, to, aside from turnovers. That'll be the I, single biggest stat to look at. That I love that. And let's let's cover that on Sunday. I'm going to flip it. I think the most important down is first down because you know who also. If you get into second 17 and can't get a first down, I you. <laughs> so I think it's whoever is going to have the better game script and win on first down. Because I, I actually do think I you when they get into third and manageable, they can run a camper out route. They can run a Henderson, you know, a up lot the gut more or options. Off tackle, Absolutely. Right? Yep. Same with them. They have the committee. They have the quarterbacks that run that can make those third and shorts yep so i i think we're saying the same thing just differently you're you're right it's it does the does the plays on first and second down set up the third and short or do they create the third and 13 and so if you're converting a hell of a lot of third and 13s well you know good for you tip your hat move on um but if if they're third and three all day long third and two you're going to be on your back uh in the end zone at some point and i mean and, and maybe to your point it wasn't a third and short that cost IU the game. It was a third and nine against Maryland that, uh, I mean, wasn't the sole factor, but it was the the nail in the coffin. Absolutely. Um, let's jump to special teams. Bragg has Jalen. Um, I think at this point, I mean, the man crushes real for all three of us. Jalen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And I think the 43 yard return that he had last week uh, was a glimpse into what he can do in open space. Uh, breaks one more tackle, you, you know, You'd love to see what happens. Uh, I, I'm not going to predict that necessarily this game, but he's on the cusp. He's going to break one of these, and you're going to see just what just how flashy he is out in space. So I'm not going to bore the listeners with all the details, but I hit my biggest bet ever <laughs> of all time a few weeks ago when I bet no touchdown 
in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, and all game. Not a little bit more of a spoiler into my uh, into my prediction, but I think Chucky, man, I think points are going to be really, 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 really hard. So we need Chucky to put up a 100% ratio. So I'm going Chucky in a game that I think is going to have points are going to be at a minimum, a very, very minimum. See Any thoughts is, there? Yeah, this is another situation where your points are going to my are going to be my same points, but are going to have a different name attached to it because points are going to be at a premium. Field position is going to be that much more important. And James James Evans has, I think he struggled a little bit early on. He has been booming lately. He hit a fifty seven. I would be very week. shocked if he doesn't make second team or honorable mention Big Ten. Yeah, I haven't been following Big Ten punters, but he has been incredible. I was Absolutely. very down on him the first couple of weeks. It was, I mean, there was a lot of shanks, a lot of short kicks. I don't know what his deal was. Maybe he was just not, you know, leg wasn't loose. I don't know. But 57 yarder last week, he's got the leg. He's been a difference maker in special teams. Absolutely. And you know what? To your point earlier, you are, you are my ying, my yang. Don't let brag. Let, don't let brag hear that part. All right. Let's get to a promo. Uh, which is always uh, sometimes a super quick word, sometimes not a super quick word. Um, but our sponsor is the Mo Non Track Club. The Mo Non Track Club is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and the shop their sick gear. It's almost uh, Christmas. It'll be here before we know it. It's freezing. And if you're in Indiana right now, it might be snowing or already snowing. So there's nothing better to get sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As always, a thanks to all of you. We are offering a constant 10% off. Just use the promo code. LEO 10. If you want three things, check out three times. Actually, it doesn't make any sense because it's going to be the same percentage. I'm not a math major. Um, and with that being said, now back to our show, which is Brando's Randos, which just means more me talking, um, which is what everyone wants to hear. All right. So I got an East Coast question for you, Mr. Geography Major. Mm -hmm. What gets a worse rap in Indiana, not nationally, but like here? New Jersey, Philly, or Baltimore? Like if you oh. would ask, if you would ask somebody in Carmel or Bloomington or South Bend, what do you think gets a worse rap? Philadelphia is um, would have been my go-to, and then New Jersey, not so much because I think the Sopranos have like. I don't know. Made New Jersey fun again. Um, but what did it's not, not it's make not Shiana. It's not Shiana. <laughs> but what did not make Baltimore more fun was the wire. And I think the most people in Indiana know about Baltimore right now, maybe would be from the wire. And I think that'd probably scare the hell out of most Indiana folks. This is going to make us lose listeners too. I'm not sure a lot of people know where Philadelphia is. Like if you told, if you told like the random person in Indiana to point where Philadelphia was on, on the Pennsylvania map, I'm not positive. They, they wouldn't go where, where it is. So I, I don't think it's Philly. Um, I think New Jersey is more synonymous with East coast. So to me, it's between New Jersey and Baltimore, but I'm with you. 
Um, I, I, I think Baltimore gets the worst rap um, for sure. Uh, so, you know, scratch that up for a win for Piscataway. <laughs> um, I've, I asked you and Mike earlier this year, what would it take to go and live in Lincoln, Nebraska? I'm going to ask you the same exact question for Ms. Piscataway, New Jersey. So somebody offered me a job in New York City and you're not living in New Jersey if you hold on and you spend like two years in the city and you get like everything you wanted out of city life and all the New York charm starts to wear off because now you're a New Yorker because it absorbs you as a whole person and it spits you out in New Jersey where the real estate's a little cheaper and the taxes are more reasonable and you're just like okay i have a kid in high school now who's about to go to college i guess i'll move to piscataway to save a few thousand dollars on uh on taxes and on real estate did i talk myself into it no no i didn't sorry i tried to i, I don't have the conviction there's no reason no reason so uh, you can't tell in my last name and and you can't really <laughs> tell by the way i look but my mom my my maid my mom's maiden name is Roselli. I, I actually have like very, very strong uh, Italian. I'm I'm 20 or I'm 50% Italian. Um, so if if I was able to go get a spot in the Italian mom, I think I'd do it. I think I would leave the wonderful world of Midwest sales and go become, you know, the Sopranos 2.0 because I love the Sopranos, one of the best TV shows of all time. I'd absolutely love to live out that dream. Knowing that is there's a 0% ch- chance that happens, there is no way I'm ever living in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, which leads me to my last and final question. Uh, here's Seth. Lincoln, Nebraska, or Piscataway, New Jersey? Piscataway. I'd rather go. I, yeah, yeah. I can't. I think in Piscataway, I'm at least close enough to a big city, two big cities. I mean, Philadelphia is yeah. only like an hour and a half away, too. Like, that's stuff to do I, in Lincoln. I think I just get so bored. Yeah, I hate being bored, but I also really entertain myself. So I think <laughs> if, you're, if you're, <laughs> you're picking two of the uh, what's the lesser evil here? I'm picking Lincoln, Nebraska, simply because of what I said last time. Like I'm building myself, you know, my own compound. Like I'm building myself my own Cabela's and just like living on 400 acres um so i'm gonna take yeah i'm gonna take lincoln nebraska but i mean again uh it's it's not great oh yeah i mean piscataway what are you you're living with like yankees fans and phillies fans and it's that doesn't sound great either and and giants and jets and the new york knicks Phil 76. I don't know. I'm talking my way out of this. <laughs> the more I think about the sports teams. Big woof, man. Um, but but everything that being said, Rutgers, like at least from what I see from like the student body, the 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 college seems the party. Like it, oh, yeah. it, it, it like Rutgers seems like a fun like college. I mean, it's a state um, college in New Jersey, so it's just like you know, it's the IU of New Jersey. Like it's where yeah. the cool kids go to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, so uh, it's I'll give them that. Like, 
I, I think I'd rather go to college at Rutgers, but live in Lincoln, Nebraska. Does that make any sense? Yeah. For, for an adult. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. the 18 to 22 year old priorities versus like yes. being a career person, a father, or a husband, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Money goes a lot farther in yeah. Nebraska. Um, all right. Let's get to Seth's sack. Uh, and then we'll get to predictions. All right, here, let's blaze through these pretty quickly. Um, this was something I was a little surprised by. Rutgers currently has 17 NFL players on rosters, including practice squads. 17. I couldn't name one. Bo couldn't name Melton. One. Kimiko Nick- Ture. Oh, he's good. Uh, the McCordys was one of them still in there. Logan Ryan, he's still in there. Dude, Logan Ryan's a stud. Yeah, um, this team, especially on defense, is pretty young. Lots of true sophomores on the two deep. It's oh, it's, I'm an idiot. Freaking Isaiah Pacheco. For yeah, the Chiefs. Was, it was just drafted. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gus Bus. I don't yeah. remember Gus Edwards being there. He wasn't heavily used. <laughs> I mean, um, so included on that team, I mentioned Bo Melton. His brother Max is a starting uh, corner. Uh, his dad, Gary, played receiver and running back from 87 to 91, and his mom, Vicky, played basketball from 89 to 93. A true Rutgers family. Yeah. What? Uh, DJ Allen, a freshman defensive lineman, is, for, is uh, from Leo, Indiana. Went to Leo High School. And then, uh, oh, yeah, Kamiko Ture's former Colt, current 49er cousin, Muhammad Ture. Uh, he's out this year with a knee injury, but was expected to be a contributor on the D-line. Fun facts. Yeah. Logan Ryan, too? Yeah. Dang. Go Rutgers. Let's do some predictions. Rutgers down. Uh, is that what they say? Like, what is... No, they're, they're keep chopping or something. It's chopped this year. Ooh. Yeah. That's way too PJ Flecky for me. I was going to say, just, that's just one of those that gets rotated from different college to different college. Yeah, it's like a trademarked right. coach speak. You have to buy it for like a year uh, contract. Yeah, you, you you get a free six months, but you got to pay for the others. <laughs> uh, all right, prediction time. Let's get our eight let's ball get, out. Yeah, let's get um, Bragg's out of the way first. All right, I think his is laughable, which I haven't got one right. I'm o for what six, seven, so seven. So maybe I'm wrong, but he has a prediction of um I gotta look. He has a prediction of twenty-four to twenty-three Hoosiers. Um that's too many points. This game is not scoring forty-seven points. This game could get played twice and it may not get to forty-seven points. They, they could play eight quarters of football, not even in the same day. They could play once on Saturday and once on Sunday, and I don't think they get to forty-seven points. Um, so I had the exact same outcome, uh, but I took a touchdown off both scores. I had IU 17 Rutgers 16. I, I don't know, man. I have no confidence in the pick. I'm neither team has won in what? Three weeks. Uh, Let's, let's gamble 17, 16 IU. Well, we're going to take a sweep with an IU win and you and I are very, very close. So you have IU scoring two touchdowns, obviously. Uh-huh. I have both teams scoring one touchdown apiece. <laughs> the difference comes in special teams. 
Chucky goes four for four. Their kicker goes three for four. IU wins 19 to 16 in a game <laughs> where I don't know if you can bet it, but like I think it I think it's gonna be like late score. Like I think it's actually a pretty fun fourth quarter. Like I think both teams maybe get 10 points in the fourth quarter. Um I think the first three quarters are going to be holy snooze fest. Um, but yeah, that's what I have. 19 to 16. You've been, you've won the most. Haven't you won like five out of the seven? I think six. Yeah. Yeah. Six out of the seven. So I love that. I'm, I'm close to you. I I like that. I'm only two points off away from you. You've been, um, go figure. The person that isn't biased is doing the best in predictions who could have guessed that one. Um, but Seth, you're going to go ahead and post that as a poll. Uh, go and vote for me mostly because uh, you like me the best. Um, and I know that. And I love you all because LEO. Um, final statements. I have a short one. I don't have a rant like I had um, on Sunday. Uh, but <laughs> this is it. IU fans, this is it. Uh, if IU doesn't win this, Seth, I think the transfer portal door swings open. I think you have a lot of players say, I'm done. Like, not risking injury. I'm done. Um, so I I think if IU loses this game, which none of us think, but if IU loses this game, I think um, the bigger storyline the rest of the year isn't the season um, and it's who's coming and going um, for the rest of the year, uh, both with recruiting and with the transfer portal. Any final statement? No, I think you're spot on, though. Yeah. So are you going to be live tweeting with Bragg and I? I will if I can uh, keep my phone out of your guys' hands. That's that's the trouble <laughs> we get into when we, uh, we're we all in the same place when I'm tweeting. That That is, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, we've watched only one game. It's mostly my fault. Um, we've only watched one game. Now, have we even all watched a game together this year? I don't think so. No. So this will be the first time. That's IU fans. That's the, been the problem. We haven't watched the game together. It's it's mostly Seth's fault, but a little bit of mine. Um, Seth, it's always a pleasure doing podcasting with you, man. Um, Till next time, Elio. Elio. He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day, Elio. Have a great day, Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day, and Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio.